Welcome into the film room. This is Titans Film Radio, and on today's episode, we will be breaking down Tennessee Titans at home, taking on division rival Indianapolis Colts. We've got the Titans defense against the Colts offense on this part one episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, James at South Texas Titan. I am at Titans Film Room, and you can subscribe to the podcast to get all of our episodes in your feed right away, as well as MCM Radio with Jimmy and Terry. And without further ado, here is a sound clip thingy. You have the focus, you have the passion, you have the love. I see it. I see it. You guys have something special. Y'all have what it takes to win right now. Not just be mediocre, not just get to the playoffs, but be true champions. For four quarters, 60 minutes, it's personal. All right, I'm ready to run through a wall. <laughs> I'm ready to run through two. Ayo, Eddie George was at Titans practice on Thursday. He spoke to the team and broke them down, and of course, the Titans are retiring Eddie George and Steve McNair's jerseys this Sunday during halftime of the Titans-Colts game. In this game, we will probably not see Kevin Pamphill or Reggie Gilbert. In fact, they've already been ruled out. They didn't practice all week. David Flewellen missed practice earlier in the week with a hamstring. He returned on Friday, but he is listed as questionable for this game. On the Colts side, injury report-wise, it looks like Jabal Sheard and their third-string running back, Jonathan Williams, are both out for this game. Um, They didn't practice all week. That's pretty big. Jabal Sheard is their starting defensive end. He's one of their best players on defense. And then Kemiko Ture, I don't know how to say it. That's my best guess. Kemiko Ture um, is a game-time decision for this game. He didn't practice all week with a neck designation. So that seems pretty serious. We don't know. We don't really have any information. He finished uh, last Sunday's game. And then he didn't practice on Wednesday, and he hasn't practiced all week. And Frank Reich said he was a game-time decision. So that's the quick-hitting news. James, let's talk Titans-Colts. What do we got? Well, we have Frank Reich, who I think is a pretty damn good coach. Um, I think he's going to be the reason if the Colts have a winning record this season, he's going to be a large uh, factor with that. I don't think it's going to be because of Jacoby Brissett. It's clearly going to be because of Frank Reich, but they love to run that football. They have a very, very fucking neat. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to dial back on the uh, <laughs> cursing there. They have a, a really freaking good offensive line and Quentin Nelson. I'm actually a big fan of when he's not playing the Titans. So, yeah. So as we look at this Titans defense, trying to take on the Colts offense, which is where we're going to start here. Do you, what do you think? What are you most concerned about when it comes to the Titans stopping the Colts? Uh, stopping that run game, um, you have to make Brissett throw the ball. Um, I think the two times we beat Jacoby Brissett, who's 0-2 against the Titans, if you didn't know already, um, they made him throw the ball. Uh, they lost David Funches, who is going to be their red zone threat. I think T.Y. Hilton's still a really good wide receiver, and hopefully we have a combination of Adoree Jackson and some safety help. I, I would prefer to be Kevin Byard. Um, but just really 
taking away his number one option. You, you're probably going to see Eric Ebron as well. Jack Doyle has always been a thorn in our side. And stopping Marlon Mack. Yep. When we look at Brissett as a passer, he actually had a pretty efficient game. I mean, he was 21 of 27, which is a great completion percentage. He averaged seven yards per attempt, which is perfectly fine. And he scored two touchdowns. He threw two touchdown passes. And he had a third touchdown pass that was in the hands of Eric Ebron that he like bobbled when he hit the ground and then rolled out of bounds and they ruled it incomplete. So he could have easily had a third touchdown pass. So Brissett actually played a really good game, but he did so in a game manager role. As you said, stopping the run. I think you are right to have that as your top concern because the Colts ran the ball down the Chargers' throats last Sunday. Now, I'm evaluating this based on last week because that's all that we have to go off of. Obviously, as we get later on in the season, these in-depth reviews will be more in-depth than they are because this game, I'm only looking at the Colts' offense for one game. I don't really see any point in looking at 2017 when Chuck Pagano was still the head coach the last time Brissett was a starter. And last year, Andrew Luck is just a better quarterback than Brissett. And now, that's not to say Brissett isn't, doesn't do plenty of things well himself, but their offense definitely is driven by the running game. What's interesting so, about this game is... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, the thing about uh, Brissett's numbers... They can be a little misleading. Um, I mean, I'm still going to give them credit because that's those are really good numbers. But the entire game plan that Frank Reich had for Jacoby Brissett was just follow the game plan. You're going to throw it short, even if you see something deep. And I heard it on the mid- midday when ADPK was uh, pretty upset about it as well. Even if he saw someone deep, or he's like, sometimes I saw Ebron or maybe I saw T.Y., he would still throw it short because that's what the game plan called for. And Frank Reich wanted to win the turnover battle. And I think if you're letting Brissett go out there and sling it, uh, there's a chance, I'm going to say there's a high chance that, you know, a few of those balls get picked off, especially against the secondary that they're going to be again in week two against the Titans. So I think we're probably going to see that again, where they're going to be asking him to throw it short. And I would look to see Adoree, whoever's Adoree's covering, to not have a big game, but a good amount of targets because Adore likes to play off his men, and usually they'll give him that underneath and just keep everything in front of him. So That's true, but Adore Jackson is a great tackler, but that is a good point. That is going to be a, a susceptible area for this Titans defense. To your point, what you think you saw watching the game is reflected in the stats. Uh, Brissett had the 26th lowest total average depth of target last week. I'm looking at an article right now on Stampede Blue written by T. Troy Russell, who does these really in-depth numbers breakdowns, and they're looking at super advanced stats. Um, the Colts passing game had two plays of over 20 yards, so explosive plays, for a total of 45 yards in this game. Um, that was the fourth fewest of any team in week one. So... As, as you said, they're going to be looking to throw it short. Now, what I am afraid of, I, I noticed this a lot on this in this game, more so in the first half than the second half, but a lot of the first half of passing game was either off of play action, obviously, or off of the, um, the plays where these back shoulder throws to the outside against one-on-one zone coverage where the defense... The corner starts dropping back right at the snap because they have a deep third to cover or something like some form of that coverage. And the receivers are running 
uh, comeback routes about 10 to 15 yards down the field. Now, what's interesting about these, their back shoulder throws, and they were really successful for the Colts in the first half of this game that Brissett was hitting with great timing to receivers that, I mean, it takes excellent timing to hit a back shoulder throw perfectly. It's one of the hardest routes to defend, but the Colts were hitting them in this game. They hit a curl route on a fourth and three, fourth and two, fourth and three, really late in the game to extend the drive that they eventually tied the game on, on a really simple curl route to Devin Funches, who is also going to be out for this game. He's been placed on IR, actually, I think. And uh, Funches made, yeah, he's a he made a great contested catch. So Brissett's not afraid to throw it uh, in these tight windows and, and try to make these contested catches when he has a guy one-on-one and the his player has proper leverage. He's reading the body language downfield. So I do think Brissett's capable of making certain plays like that. And what's what can happen there, and I, I tend to think the Colts and Frank Reich were setting this up, is you run a back shoulder enough times or you put that on tape. Like I'm talking like at least five or six times in this game, back shoulder throws completed. Um, you put that on tape that many times, defense is going to start overplaying, being overaggressive, and that's when you hit the stop and go downfield and abuse the cornerback. This is something the Titans are going to have to be prepared for. I think that watching out for the back shoulder throw itself is going to be really important. Like you said, Adoree Jackson likes to play off, but he has great breaking speed and great closing speed. Getting your hand in there around the receiver who's using a big frame to try and box out like Deion Kane. And, uh, well, Funchess is out, but Deion Kane made a few of these catches too. And even T.Y. Hilton, even though he has a smaller frame. These guys can make these catches boxing out, so you got to be ready to defend that, and then you got to watch out and not get too aggressive and not bite on a double move. And who has been notoriously bad at biting for double, biting on double moves since they got to Tennessee? Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler played great in the second half of last season, and he played great in week one of this season. But la- in the first half of last year, he was getting burned on double moves. I remember one, Alan Hearns completely abused him. So this is going to be something that I'm worried about when it comes to the passing attack. Let's move on and talk about the running game because this is where the Colts really want to run the game plan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In the second half of last week's game, Marlon Mack had 17 carries for 153 yards, including a 63-yard touchdown. The Colts' offensive line was moving bodies, and they did not go away from the run game, despite the fact that they were trailing 17-6 to at halftime despite the fact that they were literally trailing for from the time that Indian from the time that Los Angeles Chargers scored their first touchdown the Colts were trailing for the rest of the game until they tied it uh in reg- at the end of regulation with 38 seconds left on a two point conversion so they were at a point where they were losing 24 to 9 um after a field goal and they were still running the ball um, coming out after the Chargers scored a long touchdown, Eckler had a really long touchdown catch on a screenplay, very similar to Derrick Henry's, honestly. Um, the Colts came out, hit a pass over the middle to T.Y. Hilton, 
and then Marlon Mack hit a 63-yard touchdown run on the next play. They came out um, and drove down the field for their final game-tying drive. On this final drive, Marlon Mack had eight carries, um, and although the final pass was a a 19-yard touchdown to T.Y. Hilton, where T.Y. Hilton just caught the ball like in the flat on a quick little out underneath dump-off thing, made a guy miss, made another guy miss, and ran to the end zone. (laughs) It was pretty bad defense, to be honest. Um, but T.Y. Hilton is a great player that they also need to account for, and he burned the Titans last year, but we're done talking about the passing game. So Marlon Mack is a guy that they need to stop. The The linebackers are going to need to be able to get off blocks from the big offensive guards. They need to be able to make stops um, in the backfield because forcing this Colts team to getting into third and long, just like last week with the Browns, the Colts may have a really good offensive line, but the strength of that offensive line is in the middle. Ryan Kelly at center, Quentin Nelson at guard, even Mark Glowinski at the other guard, um, at right guard. Glowinski actually gave up a sack really early on in this game. He got pretty abused by, um, I think it was Melvin Ingram, early on in the game. And then their right tackle, Braden Smith, was beat horribly off the edge by Joey Bosa in this game. Their left tackle, Anthony Costanzo, is is a veteran, and um, he's solid, but he's not spectacular. This is the kind of matchup, just like last week with Cameron Wake and Harold Landry going against bad or inexperienced tackles. They have the same opportunity this week. So stopping Marlon Mack at the line of scrimmage, Jarrell Casey, Daquan Jones, those guys in the middle, Brent Urban, if Isaiah Mack's rolling in there, he played a pretty decent amount of snaps last week. Matt Dickerson, all these guys are going to be needing to get off their blocks and filling their gaps, the linebackers hitting downhill. Play action's going to come, so you've got to stay disciplined too. Got to have good eye discipline, but you got to key your run keys first, especially against this Colts team that's going to run the ball a lot, dedicated to running the ball. And if they can stop the run, should be able to get pressure on Brissett, who took two sacks last game, um, kind of holding the ball a little too long, which is how the Titans can get to. It's how Cameron Waite got to Baker Mayfield after, I'm sure you guys have all heard about it by now, but if you haven't, on the safety play, Amani Hooker read his key exactly right, he saw his tight end responsibility stay in the block, so he went to undercut Odell Beckham and provide bracket coverage. Baker looked at Odell, couldn't throw it. Cameron Wake sacked him in the end zone. Same type of thing can happen in a game like this. Brissett can hold the ball too long a few times. Now, the scheme of this offense gets the ball out of his hand really quickly, and back to the article that I referenced earlier, he had the third quickest time to throw of any quarterback in the league last week overall. So when I say he can hold the ball too long, I'm mean, not talking about within the structure of the offense. But if you can if you can get him into third and long and force him to have to gain a lot of yards, that's when you can get pressure on the quarterback. It's I mean that's going to be the recipe with most teams we play um, this season. But especially when a team wants to be dedicated to the running game, which we know that the Colts will be. Kind of a matchup I'm looking forward to is Quentin Nelson versus Rashawn Evans. Um, both of those guys really play like they want to kill somebody. So if Quentin Nelson is going to be climbing up to make some blocks for this run game and Rashawn Evans is going to be running downhill to stop these running backs, um, I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing those two dudes clash. Fireworks are brewing. (laughs) Yeah, because Rashawn Evans can, I've seen him blow up some guards. So watching him and Quentin Nelson is by no means small. So it's going to be very interesting to see who's going to win that battle. That's true. That's a good matchup to watch. Um, we're, this is going to be a tough game for the Titans defense. Um, 
because stopping the run was they were about middle of the road defensively last week um, compared to the rest of the league in terms of stopping the run against a pretty good running back in Nick Chubb. But behind, not a very good offensive line in Cleveland. They are better run blockers than pass blockers down there, but uh, the Colts running offensive line is also better at run blocking than they are at pass blocking, and they are elite run blockers. Marlon Mack was running through wide open holes. On his 63-yard touchdown run, he had no one near him until he was 20 yards downfield, and then he ran through an arm tackle, and uh, it was pretty impressive, actually. So the line created 20 yards for him, and then he got the rest of them, 43 more to the end zone. I could see the Titans' uh, defense on the field a lot in this game. And like I said, the Colts didn't really start pounding the ball until the second half. Mac had a, Mac finished with 174 rushing yards, and I already said this, but 153 of those came in the second half. So they came out trailing the second half and kept running the ball. So I just want to say that the Colts are going to try to control this clock and it might get kind of frustrating to watch because they're going to have long drives just driving down the field. They moved the ball well last week. Adam Vinatieri missed two field goals, um, but they were moving the ball deep into Chargers territory routinely. So this is a team like not to take lightly just because Andrew Luck's gone and Jacoby Brissett's the quarterback. This Colts offense can move the ball on the ground. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I really hope we can uh, keep them off the field. Uh, I'm. If Jacoby Brissett is throwing the ball, I'm not too worried, especially if we're going to be forcing him to throw deep. Um, we kind of took away the short and intermediate routes of Baker Mayfield. I'm hoping we can do the same thing with Brissett. But uh, Brissett has proven to have a live arm when it comes to deep balls. Um, so if we can stop those first down runs and force him in the third and longs you were talking about, I think we have a chance. Yeah, you can't let T.Y. Hilton get behind you. Yep. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode, right? This is part one of our attacking the Indianapolis Colts. So part one is over now and later you will get part two where we will talk about the Titans offense attacking the Colts defense. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, search music city miracles, wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter. You can get James at South Texas Titan. I'm at Titans film room and we'll be back before you can even listen to this whole episode. Probably right. Yep, right.